sure it's kind of Irish. I think folk music oh. and knees slapping and dancing yeah. around and the pogues and all sorts of stuff. I'm not sure if it's on Johnny Allen's uh, CD list. How, how are you, Johnny? How are you, mate? You good? Is that, is that a familiar tune to you, Canned Heat, going up the country? Uh, yeah, I'd say maybe I might put on a bit of that traditional Irish music just um I think the Irish are very musical and very attached to their homespun music. Is, do you have a lot of Irish music on the on the on the Bluetooth on the way to the track? Um, yeah, every now and again, yeah, I don't mind giving it a blast. What would you be more into the podcast or talkback radio, Johnny? Or um, mainly podcast, to be honest. Follow, yeah, just a few different sports shows and things like that. Just. Keep up what's going on in the world. Uh, other than Big V Racing, which ones? Um, a lot of more Irish sportcasts and podcasts, oh, okay. to be honest. But, um, yeah, a few, few different, um, just kind of keep up to date on, I suppose, a lot of sports worldwide, like the English Premiership and things like that. Is, is hurling a big sport? Is it, Would you get a hurling podcast? It's, a, it's an Irish sport, isn't it, hurling? So, are you from the north or the south? I'm just trying to work out where uh, Hurling's big and where, where you grew up. South, south. So I'm Cork. I'm County Cork, yeah, so that would be a big Hurling. Hurling and football, but yeah, it'd probably be um, better known for its Hurling. What do you know about Hurling? I, I got to this, just explain it to our listeners and explain just how enormous Hurling in, is in certain districts of, of Ireland. Um, so, like, it depends where you are. Some counties are probably a lot more indulged in it than others, but I suppose it's like a religion in some places. And what is it? What, what do you do when you go hurling? That's a good question. Uh, it's, a, it's a field sport, so it's 15 v 15, and it, it's called a field sport. I, I wasn't much good at it now, but um, my brother was fairly handy at it. But uh, you look it up and look it up on Google there. Um, <laughs> Is it like hockey? Is it a bit like hockey? Uh, a fraction, yeah, but you can use, you can obviously catch the ball and use it in your hand, and like there is certain rules to it. It probably looks a bit more barbaric if you're watching it for the first time, but um, there is a lot of rules, and it's a very quick sport. It's actually it's a very entertaining game. You can get more rules to watch. You can get whacked in the teeth, I'd imagine, doing hurling. Uh, you, you have to wear face guards now in uh, this day and age. Probably back when I was playing when I was younger, it wasn't. It wasn't um, it, that you had to wear it, but uh, most people did. But in uh, this day and age, everyone has to wear a since, head guard when they're playing. Since you've been in Australia, Johnny, have you taken a, a warming to Australian rules football or any of our local sports? Um, I, I watch it a little bit, yeah. I follow it um, a small bit. I probably um, take more tact than a few Irish lads that are playing more than anything else. So, yeah, look, it was good, I suppose. Um, Probably if any team I followed along a little bit, just the fact they had, oh. they had a couple of Irish lads playing for him, uh, Zach Dewey and Mark O'Connor. So, yeah, definitely keep on top of it. It's probably hard not to in Victoria. It's kind of like a religion around there. Most uh, countries, when they have uh, uh, people, uh, what do you call those, uh, expats, yes. they, they start up yep. a bit of a community of, of whatever the dominant sport is in their home country. Is there any expat, Irish expat hurling comps around that you know of? Yeah, yeah, lots of them actually, and uh, like there'd be 
that, that there'd be five or six different clubs in, in Victoria, mainly based in Melbourne now. I think there might be one in Geelong. Like, Sydney would be a strong, and then obviously the other states that probably be smaller clubs. But I believe there's a big competition actually on the kind of the big one, the countrywide one in, in Victoria this weekend. It might be on this Sunday. There could be 20 teams in it from all around Victoria. Right. So you could have five or six teams down from Sydney and I think there's two or three teams coming up from Perth and, and that's in all, like in, that's in ladies and men, um, Gaelic football and Gaelic hurling. So, yeah. This is a good that's test Good test for your work ethic because you ride as often as any rider any day of the week anywhere in the state. Would you have given any thought to taking Sunday off to take in a bit of hurling? Um, yeah, definitely. I, I actually played in it a few years ago. Um, I played Ballarat. We got a team together, a, a, football, a Gaelic football team. No, not, not hurling, but um, yeah, fair to say we, we weren't very competitive in it. Now we got a bit of a hockey in, but uh, it was definitely a bit of fun. So you had a Gaelic football team. Were you using a lot of Australians, I'm assuming, here? It wasn't just your Irish friends. Um, there was a couple, yeah, probably half and half. There was a couple of, um, there was a, 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 an Irish lad actually organised a team and he, he played a bit of Aussie rules as well. So he got a couple of his teammates to come on and there was a few Irish lads from around and uh, we all joined in. But uh, yeah, it was a bit of fun. But uh, unfortunately, we weren't that uh, very competitive. Did you manage your play? Uh, your manager being uh, Simon, yeah, Mc- Simon McCartan, who... Uh, he's a very good footballer, Matthew. He plays for North Ballarat. Yeah. He's actually the captain of North Ballarat. Did he? Did he yeah. pull the boots on? No, no. He's actually my manager. I think he's actually my racing manager. He was actually a bit. Uh, I think he was actually injured at the time, so uh. no, he couldn't convince Sam Simon to play. Hey, Johnny, I'm thinking you should take up hurling. I've got your recent stats in front of me. <laughs> You're running a lot of placings at the moment, but you can't get your bib in front. Yeah, no, I'm having a bit of a lean time the last couple of weeks. All right, so a little bit out of form, but. Um, it's an interesting question, isn't it? it? Whether, you know, when you, as you say, out of form or it's, the brakes just aren't going your way, because I think your last 45 rides, one win, but 17 top threes, and I'm sure one or two of those could have been bobs of the head. It's, it's almost the rub of the green rather than being out of form a lot of the time, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose it's more frustrating than anything, but um, look, I don't believe that I'm riding any worse than what I was a couple of months ago. It's just a case of just um, keep backing yourself and um, I suppose don't, don't be second-guessing yourself because uh, I suppose once you start second-guessing yourself, you start making bad decisions and races and um, doing things you shouldn't be doing. So just, uh, I suppose keep going through the progress, uh, the process and, um, yeah, just back yourself and I suppose the battle, as I said. Hey, I why? should believe I'm riding as well as I was a few months ago. Just maybe other people might agree. One of those top threes was in the Group One on the weekend, Maddie, in the in the CA4, where he rode Nugget, who I think surprised a few people with how competitive he was there on on Saturday, and and obviously he, he's now going to be well and truly in contention for some of these bigger races. We've heard that the All Star Miles on the cards for Nugget. Um, did he surprise you a little bit with how well he went on the weekend, Johnny? Um, not really. No, like he had been very progressive and had won very well, and he's a very straightforward horse that always gives himself every chance because. Um, easy horse to raise I thought looking at the speed map and stuff we were going to get the perfect run so I was pretty confident he could be competitive it was just a matter of now whether he could take that next step up to group one level and um, look I think he proved on Saturday that he can he, he wasn't beaten that far so um, yeah look, looking forward to him for the rest of his prep hopefully When I think of you I think of this time of year and I think of derbies I think of South Australian derbies and all sorts of things are you 
uh, anything in the mix for for that sort of thing? And obviously the the festival of racing's on here as well. What's the what's the horizon look like in the next uh, say two or three months? Yeah, look, I'm, there's, there's a bit to play out yet. Um, I've probably had no horse. Um, in Pacific that I've earmarked that might be heading towards obviously the South Australian or, or, or um, Queensland and Sydney Derby, but um, look, a lot, a lot can play out between now and then. So um, certainly on the lookout. Hey, Johnny, you were meant to ride TAS today, which had uh, ca- caught a few people surprised with the price that it opened up, but obviously it's been scratched now. It'll go around at, at Sandown tomorrow. Um, what can you tell us about TAS, who, who, who goes around in the, in the opener on Debut? Yeah, I was, I was surprised when I, I read that article yesterday, actually, when they said what price he opened up. I think it obviously must have been a bit of a mistake on someone's part with, with the connection she's involved with. But, um, yeah, look, she's a lovely, nice style of filly. She's probably been a little bit workman-like in her jump out, but um, I think she's taking good progression from that. She's certainly a nice, big, scopey filly that um, I would like to think she'll be capable of making the grade, and I think a big track like Sandown tomorrow would really suit her. Well, you've got a handful today. We might just go yes, no, maybe uh, through bullet point all of them. Uh, you're on uh, one for Mar Eustace. Uh, geez, you, you might be a chance of um, turning the uh, the stats around pretty early today. This is in the first race, uh, uh, Passiona. And being an Irishman, you wouldn't be familiar with Passiona. It was one, a famous <laughs> soft drink we had in the 1980s. No, I can't, can't say I've heard, I've heard of it before. But, um, yeah, he's, he's not a horse I've had a lot to do with it. But uh, he certainly is. His first up run was very good. So you'd imagine he could be um, competitive in a race like that. 1980s, mate. That was very popular when I was at school, the Passionas, the purple can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an unusual flavour. I could never work out what the actual flavour sort was. Sort of passion fruit, yeah, sort of not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mark hey, Stevens is shaking his head, mate, by the way. it's passion fruit. Yeah. It's <laughs> nothing <laughs> else. What, what it's was called the Irish, for What reason. was the Irish equivalent? There's a, there's passion a, fruit. There's a, um, there's, a, there's a shop in Mentone where I buy, um, like, Greek stuff, and there's a Turkish... I was talking to the lady there. There's a Turkish specific lemonade that, mm. that they own, they're the only people in Australia that import it and, they, and for the, the local Turks go there because it gives them memories of growing up in Istanbul and it's absolutely sensational. Was right. there a, a signature indulgence for you as a school kid at the corner shop, Johnny? Uh, I, I was always a big fan of um, just Lucas Aid, which, which you, you, you can get over. It wasn't as popular in the shop there when I came there first, but uh, you can get it certainly in a lot of the supermarkets there now. So, um, yeah, probably was a bit of a fan of that. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's um, an Irish drink or anything like that. But probably we'd be uh, more famous for um, for our teas, maybe more than anything. Yeah, and don't, don't eat too much of that. Hey, nicely bred schnitzel, mm. hot zell. Archie Alexander has trialled at Geelong. Did you ride hot zell in the the jump out at Geelong? Yeah, I've ridden her in her last two jump outs. And I think she, yeah, she's a nice filly. I think she'll improve against that jump out and uh, off that trial the last day. And, Former that trailer's worked out very good, so I'd be very surprised if she couldn't be um, in the mix in that race. Navajo Warrior in the fourth, uh, Artiro in the fifth, both in the market? Yeah, um, yeah, each race chances. I, I, I don't know a lot about that. Andy Freeman, our Sonny Freeze, I watched his run the last day, but yeah, he's trying a good game, so I hope he can be competitive. And you round off with Anika in the last, the favourite. Mm. Yeah, she's been racing well, bit of a tricky game. Um, I won on her now at a few starts back, so I'm, she'll be there thereabouts, I'd imagine. Good stuff. Uh, well, Johnny, we wish you all the best at Benalla this afternoon. How far away from the racetrack are you? Uh, I'll tell you that. Oh, it's about 40, half an hour. Half an hour. Do, do you, 
I know it can be a chore sometimes, but I mean, it's beautiful country. So do you enjoy, I guess it's a break of routine and it can be relaxing. Do you enjoy the, your trips to the races? Uh, sometimes, yeah, and I'll probably enjoy my own company as, as much as anyone, but um, <laughs> yeah, look, I, I, I don't mind it, I suppose, but the biggest thing is when, once you're not tired getting into the car or tired driving home, it's certainly a lot more enjoyable. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, mate, good luck today, ride well, and let's nudge that one out of 45 dial today with a, with a suite of winners, eh? Yeah, no worries. All right, thank you. Good man, Johnny Allen joining us there. He's